All right, good to see some of you guys again. Um, from familiar faces from the last couple of busy days, and, and they have been busy days. But, you know, at KU football, everything from right now on to this weekend is all about preparing uh, to head to Morgantown and win a football game. That's our players' focus. That's our coaches' focus. That's the entire program's uh, focus from this, this point forward. Uh, at West Virginia, you know, Dana Holgerson has done a great job of getting these guys um, ready to play this season. You know, they're sitting at 2-2, two and two, you know, after I think even what Dana would consider probably a, a disappointing a year for himself a year ago, sitting at 2-2, two and two, and two of those losses were highly competitive games against highly ranked opponents. Um, West Virginia is playing at a very high and competitive level, and uh, Coach Holgerson has done a, a great job of, of getting in that position. Um, you know, I hope that uh, this week his stomach has settled down a little bit. He's not so sick from last week, and he uh, shows up in good health. Um, so on offense, uh, very potent, very potent offense. They're uh, averaging about 400 yards passing a game, 150. The key, key players on that, the quarterback is playing exceptionally well. Clint Trickett is off to a great start. Guys, uh, you know, throwing the ball 400, uh, 400 yards per game is what he's averaging. But the key number there is he's completing 72% of his passes. And it's not the 72% of, of dropping the ball off on short passes. The guy's throwing the ball downfield and completing a high percentage, uh, doing a, a fantastic job. And, and the, if, if a quarterback's having that, obviously he has some wideouts to throw to. And, and number 11, Kevin White, is a, uh, off to a phenomenal season. The guy's made um, some very tough catches, ran away from some good people. He is playing as, as good as anybody I could imagine is playing in the conference right now. Uh, the other wide receiver, number five, Mario Alford, is just as dangerous. He's a guy that had a, a, a couple nice catches against us a year ago out here on this field. Very explosive player. And then Russell uh, Snell at tailback is doing a nice job. Those three guys combined with an O-line that, that is uh, – I don't know them, but they look like they must have some nastiness to them. They play hard. They play downhill. They're a physical bunch. They're well coached. The O-line is, is uh, taking, taking a, a very good care of the quarterback and allowing them to run the ball. Uh, defensively, you know, uh, uh, Tony Gibson, who uh, I've known for years, is, is running their defense um, and, and doing a, a good job with that. You know, they're a three-man front team, an aggressive team, high-pressure team. Uh, some of the impact guys, you know, they have two uh, returning second-team All-Big 12 players and their safety, Carl Johnson, who's leading the team in tackles. And their linebacker, uh, Nick, and I'm not even going to try and embarrass my man's last name, uh, number 35 wouldn't do that to him. He's playing well and up front. Dontrell Hyman is uh, leading the D line in tackles. So uh, defensively, uh, they're they're getting after it and doing some good things. So um, it's a a great challenge, great opportunity uh, for us to to head to Morgantown and and, and play a, a team that's playing well, playing competitive, and for our guys to go there and and uh, get after it and show us show everyone what what our brand of football is going to be. So uh, from here on out, any any questions we have? I always like to ask this one, and it's probably a dumb question, but I keep asking it. Do you take anything from last year? Do you think your guys will have confidence knowing? I know this is a different team, and you mentioned Trickett, but they did beat this team here last year, and it's one of the few times they've had success against the Big 12 team. Will, will that be a factor this week? Well, you know, I, I, I think it always is. You know, it's a team that, that, that we were uh, successful against a year ago. Um, it came out, our guys came out and played well. We won a Big 12 football game, and, and, you know, it's one of those deals. And it's like we say, you know, Mario Alford was on the field last year. Dexter McDonald, you were on the field last year. It's the same, it's the same show, it's just who got better over the course of that year and who's going to compete this game. And, and you know, I, I think that we're going to go into every game believing that, that we're going to go play the way we, uh, 
we practice the play and, and get things done. But, you know, obviously it's in our, in our heads that, that we did win last year. Sort of flipping around from that. You know, Dana and his staff had two years to, to kind of figure out what, what Coach Weiss did here and what Kansas was about under him. Now it's, it's a little unpredictable. I mean, they know what you do defensively, of course, a little bit. But, but they don't know what to expect from this point on. Can that play in your favor at all, or do you think so? You know, I, I guess you know it could be an advantage to us. Um, you know, we're going to go in this game, and and you know we have had a lot of meetings in the last uh, 24 hours to to try and find the best plan, the best strategy, to give our our kids a chance to be successful uh, when we when we do go to that game. Um, everything won't be the same. We have made changes on offense. We have made changes on defense. You know, there there's things that have have been uh you know changed and implemented in the last uh, you know 24 hours and things that we'll, we'll do that are be, uh, be different than they have been. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to continue to try and be as creative as we can on both sides of the ball and give our, our kids a chance. Playing yesterday, you voted confidence for Montel. What do you see in him that makes you confident going forward that he can be your guy? Well, I mean, if you guys have been around Montel, the guy shows up every single day with a great attitude. Shows up every day, willing to go to work and putting in his work. His, his teammates respect him. His teammates trust him. He's a guy on this team that, that has earned his way uh, through there. You know, he's a, a young quarterback that is that is developing in a new offensive system. And you know, as if you know, it's not always going to be perfect. You know, I mean, it, there's there's some new things. There's a lot of things to learn. The kid is working as his uh, as hard as he can to to improve each week, and and we're all behind him. Coach, can I ask you a couple of questions about? Ben Heaney, um, as you're going through this transition, since he's the young question leader on this team, what kind of role does he play in helping you make this successful? What kind of a role, what kind of legacy, where do where where you think he can fit in the legacy of KU linebackers? There have been some good ones here. And can I also ask you specifically um, from the game Saturday, there was one play where he came from the far side, kind of circled around the back, and caught the quarterback from behind. I've, we've seen his speed before. To me, to my eye, that was about as one of the more impressive plays I've ever seen. Do you recall that play? Can you comment on that play specifically as well? Is that the one headed to our sideline? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people of all time kind of label Ben Heaney as this throwback linebacker. And I keep saying that he's not a throwback linebacker. The guy is every bit the modern-day spread offense-type middle linebacker that there's out there. People don't give him enough credit for how athletic and how fast the guy can move on the football field. I mean, I guess in my mind, people say old-school linebacker. You think of the, the big blockhead guy standing in the middle, plug and run all day. And, and, and Ben's more willing to do that, but the guy, can he can run. And, and that's a play that you're talking about that, you know, he was actually an underneath uh, coverage dropper. It was a third and long situation. The play kind of broken down on their part of it. And it's an obvious deal where the QB is going to scramble. And, uh, and it's just a, a fine line of where you talk about guys willing and, and able to pull the trigger. Ben knows the guy's going to scramble. He pulls the trigger, and, and, you know, you guys saw him flash across the screen. He, he has, he has un unbelievable talent for that. Um, you know, I can't go back forever on where he fits in the legacy of Kansas linebackers. We've been fortunate to have some really, really good players here. You know, um, as a kid, going back to the Willie Plus type guys, to and, my, and, I, and I don't want to leave guys out beyond that. It's just they're not in my head. They're in Max and Bob's, but not mine. Um, so if I leave one of them guys out, I sure apologize about that. But you know the Nick Reeds and the, and and um, you know, Mike Rivera and those guys, James Holt through there. But but he he's definitely he's he's one of the better linebackers we've had in, in the time I've been here.
there was some talk about some illness spreading kind of through the team. Everybody pretty healthy? I know those two offensive linemen were out there last week, but, but does that seem okay right now? Yeah, those guys are over that. There was a case of that. Some guys had some, some different deals, but uh, – um, we are uh, looking at you know meeting with uh, Murphy Grant, our trainer, does a great job, um, uh, does an unbelievable job meeting with him. We're, we're back to a healthy football team. Cool. And you've got Larry at um, first string now. Is, is that a John decision? Is that a you decision? Is it a collective thing? And, and can you tell us why? Um, it's it's always an us decision, you know. It's, uh, and you know John obviously is coaching that position and and. And those are the guys he feels the the strongest about. But you know it's a spot that, that Larry's in, and, and that's the way we're starting this game with with him at the right tackle, Pat at the left, uh, Nalu Keon, and and um, uh, Smithberg at the right guard. He's back and, and going again. So the only thing new I think you see on there is uh, is Joe Gibson's back um, as that second team center, and we're happy to have him back and in, in the mix of things. Um, yeah, I spent any any amount of time I would have spent has been more than I did in the past because uh, I really never even gave it one second of a thought. But yes, um, you know, I have went down and, and visited with John. I have no ideas for him. Um, I'm no help. Kind of the strange thing about it is I, I ask him why he doesn't do these things so that I can learn why I may may or may not want to. You know, so it, it's been good. We've had some good conversations. I think he he um, um, is excited to to get up there and make a few changes on offense that. Um, you know, one, for example, I you know, already brought up that he's going to go upstairs into the box and call the game from up there, which I think he feels is, is more comfortable for him. He can speak on that later. You'll get a chance to ask him. But uh, he's going to do that. And, and I, you know, I, he feels good about his plan for the week. Have you have thought about how your game day may or may not be different? Yeah, we have. You know, and that's actually a um, – there's a lot of elements to that, you know, when uh, you're – because I am still going to stay very active, and I'm going to call the defense for the game and continue that. Uh, I didn't feel it was the right time to, to make that, that significant of a change. So I will be calling the defense, and with that comes you know the defensive adjustments and the things that go on there. So during those time frames, we've uh, implemented some plans on on how we're going to handle you know the, the game management situations that come up, whether it be a go for it on a fourth down, a take a timeout here, or clock management towards the end of a half, or, or a deal we've we've um, given that considerable thought and, and believe we have a, a really good plan to handle those deals. You said at the beginning here that you know you're all business and that's what everybody's about right now going forward. Have you seen your players be able to, to kind of do that and, and get over sort of that you know honeymoon of the transition and being excited about you and being excited about what's ahead? I mean, I know that's your plan is to be business, but have you seen it from them too? I believe I have. You know, we we uh, got got the day started off pretty early. You know, we had the 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. lift groups, and uh, of course we were down there as coaches. You know, to be be around the players. I believe that's important to to let them know that if they're down there, we're down there with them. So, um, you know, it was it was rocking in the weight room this morning. Coach Holsoppel had it had it going. Kids were working hard, um, bright eyed, and and uh, you know just got them all all talking about being ready to put in a, a solid day's work this afternoon. Coach, I heard you say that you believe the KU football program is a sleeping giant. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, if you if you take all the all the things that we have to offer at Kansas uh, for recruits to want to come here, for for people to be a part of it, 
I mean, you know, the obvious, the most obvious one is the, the tremendous university that we're a part of, the academic reputation of, of Kansas University, the opportunities that exist there, part of an unbelievable community of Lawrence, Kansas, that always offers the, the uh, ability for people, uh, recruits and student athletes to have an environment that's a true college environment, lots of stuff to do, but not too much to do to, to have the dangers of, of different universities. You know, a football program with, with tradition that has the support of an administration that's willing to put everything into it, uh, a fan base, a, a central location within the United States to, to be able to do things. There's so many countless um, great things about this job and this situation that, that um, you know, it, it, it is what I said it is. It's a sleeping giant. When it wakes up, we're going to take this thing off and keep it going. Well, you know, recruiting is a highly competitive business, and you know, if, if we do have, we're fortunate to have some commitments that that we feel good about. Um, we're going to do everything we can to remind those guys on a daily basis of all the things that I just answered the question before about why they chose Kansas, and and um, that that was a decision that was more than than just one person or that. It's a it's a decision for a lot of reasons, and, and keep reminding them of all those positive reasons of, of why they made the decision in the first place, and. And uh, we'll work hard to, to keep those guys on board with us through this whole process. And, and you know, as we find, you know, if, if there's other opportunities out there to, to increase our recruiting pool, then, then we'll obviously keep our eyes open for that. A lot of times when there's a turnover like this or a transition, you know, a coach will say, hey, everybody starts over. There's, there's nothing given to anybody. You get to prove yourself to me. But, but you've been here. Did you do anything like that? And, I mean, open up competition at positions, or is that too hard to do, you know, mid-season and, and certainly mid-week while you're preparing for an opponent? No, I actually I did do that. You know, I, I, I think that, that sometimes, you know, players get, get labeled a certain way, put in a certain uh, role that maybe is um, fair or not fair, deserved or not deserved. So I wanted all these guys, and I made the comment that, that we are going to start clean. We're going to start with a clean slate for every one of these guys, and our 2 o'clock meeting is going to prove that today, or our 2.45 meeting when we get them all in here, because there's going to be some guys that are going to show up with some chances um, on some special team units. Our, our special teams are going to be competitive today. There's going to be some guys that, that earn things, and in this program, no one will get players, everything's going to be earned. And there's going to be some guys get some chances to earn some things today. If they earn them, then they'll be rewarded. If they don't take advantage of it, then they won't get the rewards that they hope to get. But we're going we're gonna to have some fun with it. We're going to you know, keep all these guys involved because, like I told a lot of people, we have a great group of players that have worked extremely hard, and we've got to give them a chance to, to go have some rewards. You say special teams. And, and does that mean some young guys maybe? And, or, or are you looking at using more first-line guys on special teams or all the above? Yes, we will, we will have first-line guys on special teams. Um, I've already made that uh, clear to this team that as a, as a player on this team, you have a responsibility to do everything in your power to help, and that's every single one of us, and, and you will see uh, first-line guys on there. Some of the other guys are going to get chances, or older guys, some are younger guys. But um, I want everyone to know that they have a chance, and if they earn it, they'll get it. Well, I don't know. Um, 
so much about the physical part of, of practice in those terms. We definitely are going to put our own stamp on, on this deal. You know, just going from in this position where we are right now, you know, I just believe it's important that um, myself and our coaches, we, we do what we feel is best for the University of Kansas football program. And we do what we believe in in terms of, of practice, how we're going to practice, the way we set it up. And, and that's the way we're going to move forward. Um, our practices will be, they'll be quick, they'll be efficient, they'll, they'll be physical when they need to be physical, but we'll be intelligent with how we handle those guys and how much, you know, we, uh, it is uh, week four into the season, but we're, we're going to practice at a very high tempo with, um, with enthusiasm and get them in, get them out. You know, he, Dave's always been um, a tremendous resource for us. Um, you know, the years of experience that he brings, the, 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 all the things that he has seen through his coaching career, um, it's always a comforting sight to see him when you come in there and you have something on your mind and, and you know that you can bounce it off of Dave and, and, and you can come up with, uh, you know, an answer that comes from years of experience and, and wisdom. So, it, you know, d d appreciate everything Dave brings to our, our program and, and what he does for me. Well, Louis, you know, he's been in this conference before as a special teams coordinator. He's been a successful one uh, at that, so it, it's a great feeling. You know, I just finished meeting with Louis at 1130, and already what he's put together that our kids will see for the first time at 245 when we hit a special teams meeting, I think they're going to be blown away by what he has prepared uh, to show them uh, that way. The way we're going to practice our special teams starting today will be uh, 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 drastically different because of his ideas and his input. Uh, but right away, I think it's going to be uh, – we're not going to be more, more than a minute in the special teams, and I think the kids are going to understand there's a difference. You mentioned that you didn't have a ton of thoughts for, for Coach Reagan as far as offense goes yet and that kind of thing. But we know you've thought about this, you know, becoming a head coach someday, whether it was when you were on your first date with your wife or, <laughs> or whatever it is. Over the years, you've obviously thought about that. And you've also coached – so much defense against Big 12 offenses. What, what about philosophically? What, what do you think you, know, you would want your team to, to be identity-wise offensively? Well, you know, obviously that always starts with personnel, you know, who you have and what they can do. And I think that's on, in football in general. Now, if you're talking about the, the, the perfect world, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Singer last, last season would always come in on Mondays and sit down with me and we, we'd talk through some things. And, and there are some unbelievably creative things going on in offensive football. And outside of being a defensive coach or, or, or that role, you sit back and you look at it, and you've you got to give credit to some guys who, who have come up with some you know, new, revolutionary, very innovative things on offense. And what, what some guys are doing out there in terms of, of the, the, the tempos, the run-pass conflicts, the reads that they're making on second-level people, the run pass reads, the, the different things that were offensive football is gone. It, it, you, some, you do have to step back and kind of appreciate the minds that are going on in college football right now. Uh, so I see all those. I do have in my mind a blueprint of, of what I believe, um, just from my point, are the offenses that are hardest to stop, no matter if you, what kind of players you have. And, and, and you know, I'm not going to give credit to the, to the ones that are running those offenses now. We're right there. John Reagan is in that train of thought you know he, he is part of that family of guys that that are are finding ways to make life difficult for defensive coordinators you guys have had 
something you can pinpoint or something that uh, you can look to to say we need to do this better or just build software, I guess? You know, the, you're, you're right. There have been some, some uh, the streak or whatever it is of us losing on the road. You know, it is what it is. It's out there. Um, you know, when you go on the road, everything just has to be a little bit sharper. You know, the margin of error is, is smaller. Um, and you, your focus has to be that much better. You know, we're going to address that during the week that, that guys, it's that mentality that, that you go there. You embrace that the crowd's against you. You embrace that someone else is against you. You come together tighter as a group. You stay together tighter as a group, and you find a way to overcome things. And, and just having that mental toughness that you know we're going to begin working on every single day to go on the road in a difficult situation and be mentally tough enough to come out of it. I don't know if, if helpful. We 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 love being right out there, you know. First, so I, but you know, it, it, it's what it is. We're a team. We're together, and I, we're we have our way of playing, and that's what we're gonna go execute. Are there any other questions? All right. Thank you. Thanks, Coach.